Hey guys, welcome to another episode of All Queued Up, Mission Starts Podcast, where Josh and I watch two things that are internet exclusive, whether they be Netflix, Amazon, YouTube Red, what have you, and we talk about them. Uh, this week's show is going to be on Godless and Mudbound, both which you can find on Netflix right now. Um, we, uh, as you noticed, if you've watched the past episodes, we have been the unofficial Netflix podcast, but we're trying to do more. We're trying to go to other websites and whatnot, so, um, uh, keep that in mind. Uh, that being said, um... Uh, I want to give you a quick warning. Uh, we do talk about spoilers for whatever we review. Because um, uh, I, I personally feel the best way to review something is to be able to talk about it freely. Uh, so warning, if you haven't watched any of these, definitely t- you know give them a view before coming here. Or if you don't care about spoilers, there we go. Um, the other thing, both shows in this week deal with some heavy topics. Um extremely extremely heavy topics i feel like that's kind of like the the motive for the show or the uh, motif for the show at this point but it's just been our luck with the shows we've been watching um so so there's a lot of stuff in here that that you may not like but them's the breaks um uh before we get into the shows sorry i have everything written down before we get into the shows, um, real quick, uh, if you'd like to follow Mission Start on Twitter, go to Mission Start P or follow at Mission Start P. You can follow this podcast at Queued Up Podcast. You can follow Josh at N. Sabiner1975, which is, I believe, above his head or below below his picture. I don't remember how. I don't remember how. But I say 76. <laughs> it's all good. Whatever you can see it. And and I am Chub Rocky. Um, I think I said my name. My name's Greg. And that this is Josh. I don't know how Anthony edits it. Um, anyway, this is our sixth episode. I'm trying. I'm I'm been busy today, and I'm running through everything. Uh, guys, follow those four places on Twitter. And and if you would like to have us watch a specific show, a suggested show. Or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, definitely contact one of those four and uh, and let us know. And then that way we can uh, work around getting you on or watching whatever you want us to review. Um, All we ask is that you have watched whatever we're going to be discussing that day in its entirety. Thank you, Josh. <clears throat> I uh, my again again I want to apologize. I am I woke up and immediately had to go grocery shopping, so my brain is kind of fried right now. Uh, I was hoping oh, that's that the, third... the worst like when you have to go grocery shopping and you're hungry. Oh my god. It's also busy as hell because it's Christmas season or holiday season I should say. But yeah. anyway, so we're going to start with uh, Godless. Um uh I got to pull up uh the wiki on Godless so that way I can cuz I feel like somebody else can always do a better job at explaining what the show is about than I can. So um godless of course the plot is not at the top great nope that's fine Mm. no that's good no that's what i wanted (laughs) 
Uh, Josh, why don't you go ahead and describe Godless since fucking Wikipedia is failing me right now? Oh, that's fine. I've got the uh, IMDb page pulled up here because I could, you know, refer to the cast list if I needed to. Uh, the rundown is basically Frank Griffin. He is an outlaw terrorizing the 1880s American West, and he's hunting down Roy Good, his former partner turned mortal enemy. Roy is now hiding out at a ranch as Frank's chase leads him to New Mexico, to the town of LaBelle, a town mysteriously made up almost entirely of women. There you go. Um, so, uh, I'll, I guess I'll start immediately and say that I was not a big fan of the show. Mm. Um, I know that that's not going to be a popular opinion about the show, but the like the first episode was really cool. And the last episode was really cool, but those five in between, I could not have I've I could not have cared less about half the stuff over half the stuff that was going on. Oh wow! Um, it was a lot of melodrama. It was a lot of of characters like going from point A to point B, or uh, way too much like. I'm going to talk to you in the long term, but give you this, I'm sussing you out eyes. Like you could have, in my opinion, told this whole story in four episodes and it would have been just as understandable with seven or sorry. Yeah. You're going to, yeah. it, it just, it just seems so long. Like I remember sitting there just going, okay, when is this over? Like, when is the next episode? Like what? Like looking at my phone, checking the time, like that kind of thing. And I—that's not the mark of a good show. If I'm not interested, like it, I sh like it's just like I'll say I'll, I'll say this. That's good about it. The cinematography is fucking phenomenal. The acting, albeit a few characters, is really good. Um, I'd say that Frank Griffin or uh daniel uh jeff daniels, daniels. who best character in the show hands like, down could watch the end like if you just cut out all of his stuff i could just watch his character dude i could watch his character peel an apple yeah. he was that good i agree um but like the guy who played roy he couldn't have looked just like yogurt any more than he tried he and I'm not talking about like yogurt with some lemon. I'm talking about plain, unflavored, unsweetened yogurt. And I, God, that was boring. Like he he was easily the most uninteresting character, and he was the main character. Shit, the girl that he was tr like that he was hanging out with half of the show, which I can't remember her name. Um, Alice Fletcher. Alice Fletcher. She she was more interesting, and even then, I didn't care about her that much. Like. That was the problem this show had was like I just didn't care. I didn't care about any of the characters except for like Frank. Actually, that's I'm not, I'm I'm wrong about that. The other character that I really really dug was the woman who basically was like, well, all the men died, so I might as well, you know, take up that role. Oh, the uh, Mary Agnes. Mary Agnes, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I liked her a lot, but like. I mean, if we would even talk about the sheriff who had no shadow, first off, that was vague as hell. Like, I get it. 
I get it. I get the end of the episode or the, the end of like when he gets his shadow back, like, oh, it's his soul. It's his purpose kind of thing. But Jesus Christ, it, it, like they hit it. They hit it like twice in the show. They were like, oh, his soul's missing at like the first episode and maybe the second. And then it was never touched on again until the end of the until the last episode. But it was again briefly at the end of episode four. Uh, when Frank comes face to face with him before he realizes that he is a sheriff that's been trailing him. He says, what is it that's caused you for all the life to just fall out of your face? Life? Is it oh, is I remember that. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like I really wanted to like it. I tried to find something that I could grab onto, but there just wasn't like, as much as I liked Frank, as much as I liked Agnes, it wasn't enough. You know, it's it. The you know the stuff that I thought was most interesting, they decided not to really go into, and for me that was just it was lame. The the family, the black family that lived down the hill, I felt like their entire thing was way too easily glossed over. And that whole family didn't get enough spotlight first off. I mean, they were interesting. I wanted to know more about them. But, like, their whole purpose was to have a girl that is the love interest of the deputy. And then their whole family die after their horses are stolen? No, their horses weren't stolen. Sorry, my bad. It was... uh. There, well, I they, don't know. It was a community made up of what they called the Buffalo Soldiers. Uh, they were uh, black soldiers that were a cavalry in after the uh, Civil War that hunted down traitors and outlaws and things like that. And the reason why they were given the term is because one of them was being attacked by... Uh, Native American tribe, which in the show, of course, they don't refer to as Native Americans. They use the old term Indian, uh, not trying to use it disparagingly. That was the term of the time. They Uh, did try very, very hard to make everything authentic to Western, you know, wild Western culture. But um, some of it it seemed very forced, too. I'll I'll just say that. But go ahead. Sorry. They actually did... uh, mention and uh, real events that occurred historically uh, in the show. But yeah, the the Buffalo soldiers, um, because when one of them was cornered, they, uh, he had been hit with arrows like 13 times, been shot, and he was still fighting. They said he was like a cornered Buffalo going Uh But they were a whole community. It was several families that lived there. I mean, the reason why they were taken out uh, is alluded to in the last episode when one of Frank's right-hand men, he's like, remember when we were down in Texas? He's like, yeah. Do you remember that one regiment? Like, yeah, they ran us all over the territory. He's like, no, Frank, they ran us out of Texas. They ran us out of the territory. This is them. They're farmers now but they're still geared up like they're going ready to go to war. 
we should probably make sure that they're not going to intervene. And that's yeah, I, I, yeah, like I, I totally like, I, I remember that whole thing. Okay. My, my prop, my problem with it was that the families that the family themselves, yeah, had, had no connection enough for me to care that they died. Oh, like, okay. Like for me, in a story, if if a character or or people die, and it's dramatic and it's supposed to mean something, make it mean something. Like this family, for the most part, like we didn't see them do a whole lot. We didn't get a whole lot of interaction with them. It was brief moments, and it really wasn't them, so yeah. much as it was the girl. Yeah. So like, it was this whole scene. It lasted twenty minutes, and. It was it was it was supposed to mean something important. It was supposed to mean something big, and it didn't. It felt to me it fell flat on its face, and uh, that was very disappointing because I really, I really wanted more out of that. I mean, maybe, maybe, you know, like I said, the show could have been told in four episodes, but maybe had they had more episodes, they could have done more with it. I don't know, but. I think it was a pretty impactful thing because, I mean, it, it you didn't see them as much. They weren't t- touched on as much as other characters were, granted. Um, but you, the the deputy Wadi, ironic name, you yeah. know, here's this here's this teenaged young orphaned white boy who's the deputy of this town full of women, who is going to a little community an hour away to take violin lessons because he's smitten with this girl. And, you know, obviously her family disapproves. They're like, we don't want you interacting with some white kid bringing his troubles here. Uh, They, you know, wanted to just keep to themselves and be left alone. And then you see him go back and her dad uh, catches him or her uncle catches him and they uh, touch on the uh, his displeasure and say, look, just leave us alone. We want to be left alone. Stay away from her. You come back again. She's going to be in bigger trouble. And then, of course, the mining company, their security going up and saying, look, we're going to start this mine up again. You just keep, you know, we'll divert some fresh water to you guys so the mining water doesn't taint your crops like it did before. Keep to yourself. And they're like, you know what? Everybody keeps telling us to keep to ourselves, and we're not the ones going around bothering it. And, then, you know, the, yeah. that, that that leads up to the whole thing when Frank shows up, and he's like, look, we're, we got business over here. We just want to make sure you're not involved. And then everything goes down, and they end up killing everybody in. Well, that, that was another thing is that Frank's, like, for me, the way it was filmed, um, Frank's, like, uh, arrival there was supposed to be a surprise or a shocker to the audience. Like, holy shit, I wasn't expecting Frank to be there, but, like, they telegraphed the hell out of that. Oh, I don't think it was supposed to be a surprise. I mean... No, 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 no. I, you might be right. You might be right. The, the script writers didn't mean for it to be a surprise. The cinematographers meant for it to be a surprise. Oh, uh, okay. Like, um, the way the family was having their dinner and talking about things, and then all of a sudden Frank's at the door. Like, it just, it was, it, like, 
I think the cinematographers misunderstood the way that the story was supposed to be told. I feel like there was two different groups working on the same thing and it just didn't, it didn't quite pan out the way that I think they meant it to. Um, I feel like there's also a level, like a weird mix between mysticism and anti-mysticism. Like, so the sheriff sees the ghost of a man that also Roy can see at some point and uh native American man who I guess didn't ford the river correctly or whatever. And, um, and his dog and his dog. Oh, oh sorry. Uh, and, uh, boy, that was, uh, mostly needless. I go back to when, you know, the, the the sheriff met him for the first time and talks to him. And then the second time and talks to him. And then that scene. And I go, what was the point of all of that? What was the point of it? To to make us get more in line with what the sheriff's doing? To get more into his head? That he's going through a spiritual journey? That was the most underdeveloped character, in my opinion, was the sheriff. Yeah, uh, and he was he was a very interesting character too. I really enjoyed him, but I would have liked to have seen a little more character development development from him. And most of the development you got of him was other people talking about him, how he used to be versus how he is now, or flashbacks, uh, a couple of flashbacks. Yeah, and that one and. Both most of the flashbacks involving him, if I'm if not if I'm not mistaken, involved his uh, his former wife who had passed away during the childbirth, and then his yeah. uh, and then of course his first meeting of Alice. Boy, that was terrible. Yeah, like that to me to me, dude. That was like the thing that ir- I think that irritated me the most was like the first episode happens, and I was like. What's up with this no, like, no shadow? That's cool. Like, who's this Roy Moore guy? Show me more Frank. Like, there was so much good in that first episode that really grabbed me. And then it just, like, it never really picked up again. Like, there was a scene, there's a scene, I think it's in the last episode, might be the first scene of the last episode, when Roy is still early in his, like, life with Frank. And they're both about to be hung, and then, like... The guy comes out of the forest and saves both of them. And that was actually the first uh, scene of the fifth episode. Fifth episode, okay. Mm-hmm. God damn it, was that scene good? Yeah, it was. Whoo, that scene was fucking good. And there are, I mean, like ninety percent of the time, like I'd say Frank is like any scene with Frank is good. Uh, Jeff Daniels deserves an award if anything for the, his role in this movie. He was tremendous. I'm sorry, movie this 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 show. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's a a limited series, mini series, whatever you want to call it. But I mean, this is it. You know, the seven episodes. It's about a total runtime of about eight hours altogether. Um. So, for me, I honestly, uh, I, I loved it. I loved it so much. In fact, that I think it's one of the best things I've seen all year. Really? That's yeah. I yeah. can't. I just we we are not going to see eye to eye on that. <laughs> I think it has a lot to do with a couple of things. I've never enjoyed the traditional Western um, so much, you know, like the old school John Wayne, Roy Rogers kind of Westerns that 
you know, our parents and previous generations were fond of and grew up on. Um, I like a more realistic, grittier telling, uh, especially one that goes its out of its way to uh, show so much realism and really bring to light the harshness of things. And while there are a lot of tropes of the classic Western in this, they are done with that twist of why should these be glorified? Let's show how terrible it really could be. Like there are two scenes where women are being raped Mm -hmm. and it's terrible. But this is what this is. Kids and it's terrible. And that's that's part of my problem with this show is that it has that gritty realism that I also really enjoyed with way too much weird mysticism. Like, pick one, in my opinion. Um, go to the extent with one of them is, is how I feel. And when you have, like, dudes getting shot in the same places as other dudes, but the only reason they survive is plot armor. That that bothers me. Like, I know it may sound like a, um, it may sound so- somewhat petty to say something like that, but it was frustrating to me that characters that weren't as important, if you will, getting shot by the same wounds as other men and then all of a sudden they're alive because a native american woman like puts like a chemical and lights a match and they're good it was gunpowder i i couldn't tell what the chemicals were i i assumed i assumed what she was doing was yeah gunpowder to cauterize the wounds Oof, painful um i mean that I, that's just like stuff that i mean and I can, I can for the most part get past plot armor, but because uh, I mean, there's other shows that like you know, Game of Thrones has plot armor, but um, uh, for something like this, like it just, I don't know, it seemed wrong. It didn't feel right. You know, like that was another thing, dude. I gotta say, like another thing that uh, this show had really bad. Uh, visual effects when it came to like post gunshot wounds. Oh, uh, it depends. Like, I thought most overall the effects looked pretty good. I mean, the you know. the scene that the scene that sticks out in my head the most is when the um the black family would they like they're laying all their bodies out and all the oh. are like bright colored red and it's like a splotch that perfectly went outward with the gunshot and I was like. That's not how gunshots work, at all. I I didn't pay too terrible, uh, too uh, too much detail, too much de- attention to detail during that scene. For I mean, that. that's that's a nitpick. That's a nitpick at best. My complaints for the show come entirely on plot, um, and that's why I didn't like it. Like like I said, Josh. Like my nitpicks about like the realism with the mysticism or the gunshot wounds or a couple characters acting, those are nitpicks that I can absolutely look over if the plot is stellar, but I didn't think the plot was stellar in this show. 
It, start, it started yeah. and ended very strong, but like there is five episodes in between that I was mostly bored with. So I think but, it's, I think too is you know what you can relate with. Uh, there was a lot that happened in the show that I can relate with. Um, you know, I grew up on a farm. Uh, I grew up around horses. I grew up being terrified of horses, being forced to learn how to ride and being forced to ride horses. Uh, that sucked. Um, <laughs> that was awful. So I kind of could, I, I could identify with Alice's son, Shrucky, uh, you know, not being raised proper because he had no father figure around and lived with his mother and grandmother on a ranch and, you know, he couldn't deal with horses. Um, I've had to go hunting before, did not enjoy it. And, you know, here this boy is, he's forced to go hunting. The whole process of Roy breaking the horses for Alice in exchange for her teaching him how to read, I thought was really cool. You know, because here he is, you don't know much about him other than he's supposedly some outlaw that used to run with Frank. But at the same time, um, you know, he is... Uh, you don't know too much about him and he's carrying this letter from somebody who you find out is his brother. He's not read it because he can't read. Uh, I really enjoyed a lot of the show. I, I really did. Uh, it, um, it worked for me on so many different levels. I hate that you didn't like it as much, but you know, it's like, <laughs> like you and I have said, we're not going to see eye to eye on everything. Nah. Um, but I think it's, I think a part of it is, is because I can relate to a lot of the things in it more so, I guess, because of where, because of our backgrounds, you know, I mean, where you live and where you've been raised versus where I live. We are on opposite sides of the country. You're in a metropolitan area, so to speak, and I am in a very rural area, so to speak. Um, I don't know how much, I don't know that, how much. I don't want to say it comes into uh, a tremendous amount of play, yeah, but there's yeah. something about it. There Something might be, there might be, but yeah, comes to it. But I mean, overall, it comes down to tastes and what you prefer, too. Yeah, like, like I was gonna say, like our twenty minutes is up, by the way, so we gotta wrap it up soon. Oh, okay. But um, one of the things that like I was kind of talking to my dad about when we were grocery shopping today was that he's gonna love this show. He suit, he loves westerns. He loves that kind of like storytelling, and mm. he really, really likes when everything's tied up in a nice neat bow <laughs> that was nothing but the show that i didn't like was like every storyline was wrapped up yeah and, it was and I, I sometimes i like it when there's a little things left to question left to wonder and this this pretty much it wrapped everything up and this was like here you go you want to know about this we take care of this we take care of that we take care of this and this happens i, I would have much preferred some ambig ambiguity um yeah uh, which kind of kind of contradicts my comment earlier about the whole thing with the no shadow, but um, even then they explained it. I think what I wanted with that was a little bit more storytelling with that, and I didn't get it. So, um, but Josh, go ahead and give your recommendation for it real quick, and then I will do mine, and we'll move on to the next show. Well, I absolutely loved it. Uh, as I said, I think it's one of the best best pieces of. Uh, media that i have taken in all year uh whether it be in book 
or movie or miniseries television format. Uh, this is one of the best things that I've taken in all year for me. I really loved it. I loved how gritty and real it got. Um, I loved the plot. I loved the characters. The acting was incredible. Uh, especially Jeff Daniels. Holy shit. I can't say enough about how awesome Jeff Daniels was in this. Um, and, you know, it, it gave a real glimpse into how harsh life was back then. But I thought there were some fascinating storytelling elements, um, such as, well, I don't want to go into too much detail. Do I recommend it? Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you're a fan of Westerns, especially if you're a fan of dramas, um, visuals. Uh, the cinematography was incredible. But there are a lot of heavy themes in this. It, uh, there, there is... Um, there there are two scenes that depict rape uh there are scenes that show kids being killed uh there's a lot of death in this but it absolutely is worth watching uh in my opinion um i'm not entirely on the opposite end of josh here i don't hate the show um i think there are absolutely parts of it that are worth seeing for um, my problem is, is that if you have similar tastes to me, you're going to find a lot of the stuff that's in between and in episodes two through six that are just very melancholy and bland and dull and straight up boring. Um, I think there are a lot, like I said, there are some amazingly well done moments in the show. A la Frank, uh, Frank Griffin, uh, yeah. as, as Josh said, um, but overall, like, I just felt like the kid Trucky was a terrible actor. Um, I felt like, uh, maybe not terrible, no, that's not fair, but he definitely wasn't good. Like, a lot of his lines were delivered as if it was a cardboard cutout. Um, so that was, that was a big issue for me. Like, every time he would speak, I saw it, and I was just like, ugh. But, um, uh... Well, a lot of his interaction, too, came with Michelle Dockery. Uh, who was a phenomenal actress. Maybe that's yeah. what it was, is that everybody that everybody that he was kind of paired up with was so good that it just felt weird, but whatever. Possibly. Um, uh, I, like, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I just felt like, I felt like a lot of the middle part could have been cut out. A lot of stuff could have been left on the cutting room floor, but instead, because it's Netflix, they were able to put as much as they want in. And we got the director's cut of Godless instead of the, you know, the theatrical cut instead or something of the like studio that. cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so with that being said, sorry, with that being said, I would only recommend this show if you have patience. Um, <laughs> if you have the patience for that kind of cinematography, definitely check it out, but otherwise, skip it. Um, I think uh, again. I think if if you want to see some stellar acting, definitely like at least watch a few episodes for Frank for uh, for uh, D um, Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels, thank you. Um, again, my brain's fried, so I'm just like, uh. but uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know that I could fully recommend it. I really don't. 
So, okay. Well, you know what, guys? It took six episodes, but we finally got to a point where Josh and I don't like it. Don't don't see eye to eye. Hey, it's gonna happen. <laughs> All right. So the next show is uh, Mudbound. Um, Josh, if you'd like to give a quick synopsis of Mudbound, please. All right. Well, two men return home from World War II to work on a farm in rural rural Mississippi where they struggle to deal with uh, racism and adjusting to life after war. Um, Both families live right next to each other on the same family. The white family owns the farm and the black family works the farm for the white family. And it was... And just to clarify, for pay... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, four pay, four pay. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. this is set in the period uh, from 1939 to 1945, I believe. Yeah, 44, 45, somewhere. Whenever the whenever World War Two ended, essentially. Yeah, um, and weeks and months thereafter. Yeah. Uh, Josh, why don't you go ahead and start your opinion on this show since I started on the other one? Man, it is difficult to watch actors that you really admire play downright pieces of garbage. Yeah. 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 I love Jonathan Banks. I loved him in uh, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul as Mikey Ehrmantraut. Yep. Yep. And there is nothing more than I want to do than to see something terrible happen to this man in this movie. I 100% agree with you. And that goes... It's not so much as his portrayal as an actor as it is just it was his job to portray somebody so that I find so reviling and disgusting as a person, um, the character that he portrayed. I, it, this is your think, this is a movie that deals with segregation in the South. Um, and, you know, segregation was everywhere back then, but in the South, it was especially rough, I believe. I, I can't say for sure. I was never there, of course, but just, ooh, this movie made me angry. This movie, um, you know, it, it, it stirred up a lot of feelings and emotions. Uh, did I enjoy the movie? Yes, I enjoyed it very much i thought it was a well-told story a very very tragic and sad story that made me tear up in a couple of places um but at the same time it's a story that needs to be told Um, everything that you just said is exactly how i feel about it um i uh i went into this expecting just like a story about two families, kind of the, the kind of the Hatfield and McCoy situation, but one's black, one's white. That's what I expected. It's not what I got at all. I no. got, I got a story about two families struggling to make ends meet. I got a story about two families having to deal with, um, you know, like just just living shitty lives in general. Like they they weren't rich. They, I mean, they both families are very poor. Um, oh, pardon me. Um, uh, you know, both families hitting unfortunate situations. Um, both families having a son that come back from war with PTSD. Like, 
but the difference was is, is how they had to deal with it. I think the movie's entire intention was to show if we take two families in 1945 who have the exact same financial status, how each family has to deal with their lives based on the world around them. You know, uh, the, main, the, 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 the white family had a lot more opportunities and abilities to get past their problems than the black family did. You know, um, uh, that's another thing. They were reasonably okay before they took that farm. They seem mm-hmm. to have been living a comfortable life. He had a degree from Ole Miss in engineering, and she had a she was a school teacher, and they lived in Memphis. And all of a sudden, he springs on his wife in the middle of the night. I bought a farm in Mississippi. We're moving in three weeks. And my hateful, old, terrible father is going to live with us. I hated him. Oh, he was was awful. And it wasn't just the racism. It was his everything. His everything made me hate him. Yes. The The racism was by far the worst part about him. But, like... I'm not sleeping in. I'm not sleeping in that other room because it might be slightly colder than in here. You know, like yeah. the piano. It's like, it's like you don't have the room to really say that. Oh God, I hate it. I hate it. I'm not getting on the cab with the cab with some N word, and it's like, oh yeah. I wanted. Oh man, I wanted nothing more than to see bad things happen to him. And I mean, and ultimately we did get that satisfaction. We absolutely got that satisfaction much, much later in the film. But at the uh, cost of that satisfaction, though, was... Bittersweet is what that's called. A very, very bittersweet. Uh, I loved the relationship that Garrett, Garrett Hedlund's character, Jamie, the... the uh, the McCl- the McAllen, the brother that came back from the war. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the uh, friendship that he struck up with uh, oh, Jason yeah. Mitchell's Ronsell Jackson, the young black son came from. No, that was that was awesome. Like their their conversations, I could have watched them just like drink and, and have discussions for two hours and been fine. Yeah, yeah, and, and at one point he's like. Why are you be trying to be so nice to me? And he just looks at him and he's like, because you look like you need it. You look like you could use it. Because I haven't seen a lot of people being nice to you. And, you know, he's looking at it, it's like a shared experience. We both came from, we just, both just spent four years in Europe. And in a war, you know, risking our lives. And people come back home and now it's supposed to you're supposed to revert back to how things were that was that that to me was that was the most fascinating thing is when you watch those two you know compared to each other you watch him the 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 white guy and he just has to deal with his ptsd he just has to deal with the fact that like he doesn't know what to do anymore he doesn't know where he's supposed to be but then you look at the black guy and he's feeling the exact same way. He doesn't know where he wants to be. He wants, you know, things were better then. He has PTSD on top of the racism he has to deal with. It was like, I don't think people 
a lot of people, especially white people, know what that shit was like then. And this movie does that so well. Like, yeah. like him coming home and, and being greeted by the, the very nice lady inside the store. And he's like, I want to get the sugar and the candy for my sisters. And, and then he's like, he's going to leave. And then all of a sudden, like, the racist fucking people are at the door. Like, you take the back door inward. It's like, like can, can you just imagine what that would be like? Especially when he said, you know what? I was just in Europe for the past four years. They didn't make us go in and out through their back doors of their shops. They treated us like people. So yeah, to yeah. experience that and then have to go back to being treated like you used to be treated had to be so demoralizing, so inhumanizing. I couldn't fathom that. Yeah, you it was just like... You need to feel that way. Ugh. Yeah, I mean... There was also the fascinating uh, uh, dichotomy with like how Laura and Henry were, you know, dealing with each other. They were not happy. You know, she even had the the inner monologue of like, I would have, you know, I'd make love to him because he was my husband, but I didn't want to. I never really wanted to. I just felt like I was a good, it was a good wife to do. But then you go and you look at Hap and Florence, and they're madly in love with each other, still into their, you know, the same age as the other couple, and. You know, like they they support each other, they love each other, they probably still had sex, and um, and I think a lot of that have ha absolutely has to do with with how they had to deal with everything else, with the outside world, with with how the world kind of like I felt like Hap and Florence really found solace in each other, and really were like, look, life sucks. The world sucks around us, but we have each other. Whereas Henry and Laura were just like, they couldn't really have that ever. Because they, there really was never that overwhelming force against them, if you will. Do you get what I'm saying? I felt the only overwhelming force against those two was him, himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Henry Henry was an idiot. <laughs> he was definitely an idiot who made some terrible decisions for his family, who did not appreciate his family in the slightest, and it was pretty much his way or no way at all right then, right there. Yeah. And yeah. it was... Um, since we're... And, 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 you know, I enjoy Jason as an actor. But man, he also did a good job at making me hate him in this movie. Whew. Yeah, like, yeah, like I'd say, I'd say uh, uh, out of the four main white characters in the show, uh, half of them I hated. Yeah, him, him, and Happy, they were terrible. Oh, terrible, and, terrible uh, people. You know, the uh, wife, you felt sorry for her, and the brother, of course. You know, it's just like. He is so, so different so, from his family. He just wants to be a good guy in a terrible time. Yeah. Uh, so, so since we have nine minutes left in, in our discussion on this, I want to spoiler it a little bit. So warning, we haven't really touched upon it, but we're going to now. This is also the part of the show where we're like, this is where things get a little bit real. Uh, it turns out uh, towards the end of it that uh, um, Rondell, he had a kid uh, in Germany with, a, with another woman. The woman happened to be white. Obviously, she's German. Um, 
because uh, I don't think there's any German black people, especially not at that time. Uh, I'm sure there's I, more. Yeah. I was like, I could be absolutely wrong, but I don't remember. Anyway, he had a he had a kid in Germany with a white woman. Pappy sees this, contacts the local KKK, and there's a horrific scene of them having like strung up Rondell. Well, actually, no. At this at this time, he was still fully clothed and just had a noose around his neck. And they bring in Jamie, who had been his really close friend. And the only reason that they were friends was because a they shared, you know, like they there was a, there was a bond between them because they had both gone to war. But also, they found friendship in one another because that's the like that's the point. Like, you know. Uh, something the show tries to really or the movie tries to really nail down is that we're really not that different just because skin color we're really not we're not different and um uh you know they they drag jamie into this barn and and uh jamie holds a gun to his father's head for like a moment and then he gets knocked out jamie gets knocked out he wakes up and when he wakes up he sees rondell stark naked and strung up on the wall and they force Jamie to make a choice about getting rid of Rondell's tongue, his eyes or his balls. And Jamie is too weak because he's been knocked out. There's too many of them holding him down essentially and forcing Jamie to choose between one of the three to get rid off of Rondell. So Jamie to an extent, thankfully chooses tongue I think that was the least worst of the three, uh, arguably, um, because I think Jamie knew that Rondell wanted to see his son one day, uh, maybe have more kids one day. Uh, you can learn sign language. <laughs> uh, yeah. You can write on a piece of paper, but uh, it was it was super real. It was a very difficult scene to watch. I could not fathom the helplessness of both Roncel or Jamie in that scene. I could not fathom the illegitimate cry. It, dude, it did me too. It was brutal. It was hard was, to watch. I was angry. I was mad. Like I was angry. I was sad. I was scared. Like they did. I'll just say this much. They did a good job with making it to the point that I wanted to like jump through the screen and grab a fucking machine gun and just take out all of them. Like it was terrible, man. Ugh. I was oh man, it was rough to watch. It was super, super and that's the thing is about a viewer in that scene is I felt helpless because I'm just a viewer. But it's it's real. Like that was the world in Mississippi in 1945. And, uh, oh boy. Yeah, it was, it was not something I would ever want to experience in person, seeing it on screen, knowing in the back of your mind, this is all staged. It's all effects, camera work, stuntmen. My brain wasn't telling me that. I tell My you brain that. was not telling me that at all. I was sitting there thinking, this is just absolutely fucking terrible. Stop now. 
And yeah, yeah. I couldn't, it, it makes you, it puts you in a place where, you know, there's a lot of racism present today. A lot. Um, you know, but the level that this showed, the segregation and the just flaunted hate and the whole know your place or you're going to get what's coming to you. Is, oh, I mean, we have come a long way, but there's still a long way to go. But man, uh, rough, rough, rough to see. And uh, the, the, it's a movie that makes you uncomfortable. It really does. Uh, as a viewer, it's just like, I don't want to see things like this happen to anyone, regardless of, you know, whatever the reason. I don't want to see that happen to anyone. And this is something that people lived in fear of just because of mm-hmm. how they were born. It was terrible. Yeah, and I yeah, think that's, that's why, why, to an extent, I think it would be important for a lot of people to view this movie because it's accurate. It is. Like I said, it's not an easy movie to watch, but it is a story that was necessary to be told, and it is told well, and it will make you feel emotions. Absolutely. Um, like like I think both of us said, we, I, I cried. I cried quite a bit at the end of the movie because uh, there was just a lot to deal with. And you know what was funny? Was uh, somebody, somebody went and like, not somebody, I'm sorry. They filmed the end of the film at the beginning, or they showed it at the beginning, that I didn't understand. Like, they're digging a hole in the rain. And it was like, Dad would hate to be buried in a um, a buried in a, in a, in a slave's grave. And uh, they were like, we have no choice. And I, I immediately was just thinking, like, when after the movie was over, and I thought back to the scene, I was like, no, no, put him in there. Fuck him. Yeah. It was, uh, whew. yeah. I I was originally going to watch it last night. I didn't watch it until this morning, um, because last night after we ate, I was, I was just like, eh, I'm going to relax. And Misty hadn't watched all of Godless yet, and I enjoyed it so much. I'm like, eh, here, go ahead and watch a couple episodes of that. And then I was going to watch it first thing this morning. And she she's back on her eleven thirty to eight shift. I was like, yeah, I'll watch a couple more episodes of Godless. You know, trying to get her to finish it. And then after she started, that's when I watched it, like 11.30 to, well, when you messaged me, you're like, what time do you want to go? And I was like, well, just finished. I was getting ready to make lunch. So, yeah, we're good. <laughs> but, man, that movie, whew, it, it's good. It's, it's good. Fit, like, like, so, so time is up. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to, we're going to go and give our recommendations. I'll go first on this one. Uh, amongst. Phenomenal acting, a very well-told story in the span of two hours, which is crazy that movie was two hours because it didn't feel like it. Um, there is a lot told, a lot that is shown that is incredibly powerful, rough, but important. That's the word I think I'd take away from this is this movie is important. Um, I would like more people to see this movie. Great, like a lot more people to see this movie, and that's why it gets a very high recommendation from me. 
I highly, highly, highly checking out this film. Uh, go into it knowing that it is a hard R. That's not a pun on how often the word's used. Uh, but it is a it is R-rated and intentionally R-rated. So, but I, I with that being said, I, I, I incredibly sorry. I'm sorry. I give it I give it an incredibly high rating. High high recommendation. My brain is just not working right now. <laughs> you know, I've got to say the same. Um, <clears throat> absolutely recommend it. It is. It is a story that needed to be told. It is a wonderfully crafted, powerful story that makes you experience the feelings that you do intentionally. Because basically, if you don't experience those feelings, I'm sorry for yeah. you as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it it goes a long way in showing how compassionate uh you yourself probably are by experiencing those emotions the one that you're designed to feel is just is a very powerful moving piece of work um i have to say you know i mentioned that <clears throat> pardon me i mentioned that godless is one of the best things that i watched all year this is also one of the best things i watched all year it was for a completely different reason but I will say that this was the most important thing I watched all year. It really should be viewed by a lot of people. As many Um, people as possible. Yeah. I mean, if it weren't so upsetting, it is a movie I would want Madison to watch. Not at the current age she is, but I want her to understand yeah, you know the reasons that I always say to treat people with kindness, dignity, respect, be polite, be respectful, because this goes right into dealing with those awful, terrible things. Uh, so yeah, I yeah. absolutely recommend everybody watch it. Yeah. So, all right, there you go, guys. Uh, briefly. Before I get into the final part of the show, I want to just like Rob Morgan. Do you just work for Netflix? Uh, he's been in seven different things on Netflix now. Uh, this movie and six series. He was in. He was in Godless. Uh, yeah. He he was uh, the uh, uncle um, of the Buffalo Soldiers. You know the girl the girl that Waddy was interested in is her uncle. He was in Daredevil. He was in the Defenders. He was in Luke Cage. Stranger uh, Things. Stranger Things, that's right. He was the one deputy in Stranger Things, uh, one of Hopper's deputies. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's uh, a phenomenal actor. I love him. But He is. He is great. He did an incredible job as Hap Jackson in this movie. This um, is probably my favorite role that he's done so far, honestly. Yeah, he was great in this. But, uh, but yeah, I was thinking about that, like, earlier. I was like, you know, I just he's just in everything that I watch now. This is great. <laughs> well, you know, I thought the same thing about the uh have you ever watched Orange is the New Black? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The one guard, Wanda Bell, the lady guard, the older lady guard. Yes, 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 yes. She played Dustin's mom in Stranger Things, and then she was also in Mindhunter when we reviewed that a few weeks ago too. Yeah, I was like, Man, yeah. she's I was like, she's doing everything for Netflix, and then here comes Rob Morgan, he's like 
I trimmed her three with seven. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. So uh, for next episode, we are actually going out of our wheelhouse. Uh, We have done six episodes, and every episode is Netflix. But this time, we're going a little. We're we're stretching out a little bit. Um, However, we're also in the holiday season. It's very busy for both of us, and so we're gonna kind of tone down the amount we have to watch. Um, we're gonna do three movies. Uh, the first one is gonna be Laser Team Two on YouTube Red. Um, Josh would have to watch the first Laser Team now. Not that that's a problem because the movie the movie's fun. Um, the second one is an Amazon original, The Big Sick. Which two reasons why I put this on the list: a, it's one of the few Amazon original films. It's also a movie that I've been wanting to watch that came out this year that I have been told to watch a thousand and one times to watch. So I want to check it out. Plus, I love uh, Camille Nanjiani, so that's a big reason for me. Um, And the other one, which actually comes out right before – or the weekend before the recording of the next episode, uh, Bright, starring Will Smith on Netflix. So we have three movies – What's going on? What that one I'm really excited about. That was actually going to be, if you hadn't had anything for us to go, that was one of the things I was going to suggest because that just looks flat out cool as hell. I think Bright is actually like the only thing towards the end of December on Netflix that's even noteworthy. Well, there's one other thing that I'm really super interested in. It comes out on the same day, but that's just me in particular. It's a documentary oh. series called The Toys That Made Us, focusing on like 80s toys and stuff. So I'm super uh, excited. Yeah. I'm super I'll probably, you know, if, if I have time for that, I'll probably end up watching that just for fun. But, uh, but yeah, the, 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 the other reason I chose these three films, like I said, is because I want to I wanna make this show more than Netflix. Like, Netflix oh, yeah. is going to be our primary home. Yeah, because that's where most of the big series are, but... We both have access to Hulu. We both have access to Amazon Prime. Uh, and YouTube Red, like you said, free first month trial. You never know. You may find something... Uh, they're, doing a lot of, they're doing a lot of really good original content. I mean, half of it's already people who are YouTubers as a whole, but, you know, uh, there could be something, so... Uh, Oh, but, Michael uh, Showalter directed The Big Sick. Yes. Enough yes. reason for me to watch it right there, man. Yeah, yeah I forgot. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Um, but yeah, guys, that's gonna be it for this podcast. Um, if you've made it this far, thank you for watching. Uh, I need to be a little bit more on editing the descriptions and titles for the episodes. Like episode five didn't have the title. I didn't put the timestamps in there because busy. Um. But Josh, real quick, where can they find you online? Uh, well, aside from the Twitter handle right below, they can also find me uh, at nsabanor76 on twitch.tv. Uh, although I haven't streamed in about a month, I've just been super busy, lots of things going on, but I intend to soon, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I, uh, that's why I chose three movies again. It's it's, it's just a busy month for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um. You can find me on Twitter at ChubRuckEek, like I said in the beginning of the show. Um, I'm still doing the Saturday streams on Half Empty Energy Tank. So if you'd like to come see me play some video games, come check out uh, uh, twitch.tv slash Half Empty Tank. Um, also, um, every Sunday, 
Anthony and I do a video game news podcast. You can check that out every single Sunday live on twitch.tv slash missionstartp. Um, what we do now is we do about a 30-minute pregame show where we just discuss whatever we want. We do the main podcast, which starts about an hour, and then we have a post show where we just kind of bring up stuff we didn't get to talk about in the main show. Um, it's a lot of fun, but the only way to get the pre-show and the post-show is by watching us live. Um, otherwise, definitely check out the YouTube, which is where this show lives, which is if you're if you're watching it, that's, that's where you are. Uh, but we have other stuff coming down the pipeline. Anthony and I are planning on a, uh, a Let's Play show in the next year. Um, lots of cool stuff coming out. Um, also, we have plenty of other podcasts on the main po- on the main site. We have my reviews on the main site. So go check out missionstartpodcast.com uh, for, for tons of different content, convention coverage, uh, the Rolling Twenties podcast, uh, the Con Over, um, and of course our main podcast, which, which Anthony and I host. Um, other than that, guys, that is going to be it. Definitely, definitely watch the stuff that we recommend in every episode, so that way when it comes out, you can be caught up along with us. And we will see you guys on the next episode. Take care, everybody.